Hello and welcome to The Rewriters, a celebration of people who have shirked convention, expectation and even their own limitation to rewrite their story on their terms. Each episode we'll dig into the inspired and very real life stories of people who have done just that, rewritten their story. I'm a nosy practical optimist too, so expect all of the nitty gritty details. If you're an ambitious seeker craving a different kind of lifestyle, career or business, but have felt held back by your own or other people's beliefs about what's possible or permissible, The Rewriters is for you. Hello and welcome to season two of The Rewriters. Welcome back. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you had a wonderful summer and are looking forward to the new academic year, particularly if you're a teacher, a student or a parent of students. I'm the wife of a teacher and my little boy is starting his very first year of primary school this week. So the start of this academic year is particularly significant for us. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere where my family and my oldest friends are, I hope that you're excited about the arrival of spring and a fresh start after what I know has been a really tricky winter for many, particularly in my original home state of Victoria. So today I have a solo cast episode for you to ease you into the new season And it was inspired by DJ Cinnamon. So DJ Cinnamon is my beautiful friend and the talent behind the original music for this podcast. And she sent me a message over the summer asking if people could rewrite their career stories, but actually stay in the same job. And my response was, yes, 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 100% yes. I have had clients literally come to me because they were at their wits end with work and needed a change. And they have left having fallen back in love with the job that they already had. So I talk about rewriting your career story. My whole message is about rewriting your story, rewriting your career story and making work work for you. And rewrite your career story is my main program. But rewriting your career story isn't about changing jobs necessarily. It's about something much deeper than that. And this is such an important thing to clarify. So I did an Instagram live called Should You Quit Your Job? And I have written about this topic in my newsletter and talked about it on social media because so often quitting your job, it isn't the thing. There are other things that need to change or be tweaked. And that is the the, the principles or the fundamentals of rewriting your career story. It's not changing jobs. It's changing stories. I will walk you through how you can rewrite your career story and write a new one without a leaving do, without a job hunt, without dealing with recruiters, without a new place of employment, how you can write a new one in your current job. And it's an opportunity for us to all check in with where we're at in our work lives and to make the necessary tweaks, to fall in love with our jobs again, to fall in love with our work again, or to get clear with what you need in the next one. If you enjoy it, then I highly recommend that you go and listen to episode three of season one of this podcast, How to Rewrite Your Career Story in 2021. You can consider this episode a bit of a companion episode for that episode. I think new seasons and new years are such a great opportunity to take stock and to reset if we need to, which we so often do. So before I dive in, I want to let you know that my group coaching program, Rewrite Your Career Story, on which so much of this and everything that I do is based, is currently open for enrollment. So this is my flagship program and it is the love of my business life. I'm welcoming new groups to start work with me on rewriting their career stories from the inside out this September. 
It's a framework and a process that I created based on my professional training and experience as a transformational coach, a writer and a brand marketer, and also on my own personal experience too. So I navigated a very successful corporate career and I used my understanding of brand to really shape the career that I wanted. Along the way, I overcame poor boundaries and workaholic tendencies as well. I've got experience with people pleasing, lots of experience with people pleasing. And so I really turned my professional and my personal experiences into this program. And this process really works, which is a quote from one of my clients, actually. It's six weeks, very small groups doing intense personal group sessions, one-to-one coaching with me, very practical exercises too. I'm all about the personal and the practical, the inspiring and the informative. So this is for anyone who feels stuck, bored, burnt out or at a crossroads in their career, and they're in desperate need of some clarity and a way forward. When you do the program as well, you become part of the Rewriters Alumni and I run quarterly coaching sessions for all Rewriters Alumni, completely complimentary. It's part of being a member of my community. So you don't just get access to the program, you get ongoing access to me and the community. So to find out more, visit my website, rewriterewrite.com and click the Rewrite Your Career Story button or check out the link in the show notes. I'll pop details there too. So Rewrite Your Career Story, we start 13th of September and I would love to have you join us. So today I'm talking about how you can fall back in love with your job or to use my lingo, rewrite your career story without changing career. So you might be listening to this thinking, I'm not interested in falling back in love with my job. I hate my job. I want a new job. And that is fine because this one is for you too. The approaches that I'll share will help you fall back in love with your current job again, but they'll also help those of you for whom the love is well and truly dead because it's going to help you surface what you need and what you'll need to put in place or find from a new career too. So first things first, let me talk about inside out career change and what I mean by inside out career change. When I think about careers and the way I approach career change, it's actually not at all about changing jobs or retraining or moving companies, etc. I don't run a load of personality tests or quizzes on my clients. I don't offer a CV review service or interview tips uh, or interview best practice. My approach to career change is inside out. And when we think about inside out, the out i.e. the job title, the the company, etc. That is the last step. And actually, it's the least significant. What takes precedent is your inside story. And that's not to say that the eventual outcome won't be a plan for how you may want to change your career, but it's not about changing your career. The, the career change is almost the byproduct rather than the, um, the, the, the desire or the goal. So if you're frustrated in your job and you focus on the outside, you will find yourself right back where you are in a couple of years time, dissatisfied again, bored again, stuck again. I'd hazard a guess that this cycle will repeat throughout your career. You'll have a job, you'll get over it, you'll look for a new job for the fix, repeat every couple of years until retirement. But if you learn how to rewrite it from the inside before you think about what the outside story is that is language that you will take with you for forever and you will break that old cycle so start with the inside career stories are not job titles they are so much more than that and you can absolutely rewrite them exactly where you are 
So let's walk through the steps that you can take today, this month, this week to start rewriting your career story and maybe even fall back in love with the job that you currently have. Okay, step one, audit. Oh my, do I love an audit. The life audit is part one of my Rewrite Your Career Story program. I used to work for an audit firm. I know a gazillion auditors. I have run global audit pitches. The word audit does make me smile. And I know I'm probably alone, very alone in that sentiment. But really, I love an audit. It's, it's, it's step one for me in all things. Audits are about taking stock. And in this context, it's about becoming aware and paying attention and really having a look at what's in front of you. Okay, so why are you feeling out of control if if that's how you're feeling in your job? Or what or who is getting on your nerves? What has brought you to this point where you feel like you need to get a new job or fall back in love with the job that you have? What do you want to get hold of again? When was the last time that you felt really plugged in and alive? What is your favorite part of the week? So the exercise that I'd really like to encourage you to do in this step is to audit your diary. If you are so inclined, you can color code it. That's what I did when I audited my diary and discovered that half my time was being spent doing work that wasn't part of my job. That happened a couple of years ago and it really helped me to make the same impact at work in half the time. I wrote a blog post about it. It's It was game changing for me. So if you want to color code, go right ahead. Love a bit of color coding, but it isn't essential. What I really would encourage you to do is just spend some time having a look at the data that you have to hand. So gathering your qualitative and quantitative data or data for those of you who aren't Australian. So all of the information that you're gathering at this point is data to help you assess what might need to change in your day, your week, your month, and ultimately across your entire job. So the qualitative data is, you know, getting out your notebook and really pondering those questions. What's bugging you? What are you doing when you feel happiest? What are you doing when you, when you feel at most at peace? And here is where you could go a little bit deeper too and maybe identify some of those old stories that you may have that need revisiting and perhaps clearing. And then your qualitative data. What are the facts? You know, where are you spending your time and what are you doing with that time? How much time is getting lost in the abyss? The things that often make people the most unhappy in their work is lack of autonomy and lack of purpose. And you may find hidden in your notebook and in your diary, the things or the practices or the people that are sucking away your sense of autonomy over your work and draining away your sense of meaning and purpose. So spending hours of time doing stuff that feels really pointless to you is a really surefire way to drain away your sense of purpose. And by taking a really close look at your diary, you're going to identify those things that are draining that away. Your audit is going to give you both a high level and a detailed look at what is going on and more importantly, how you feel about it. Okay, next step two, the edit. So almost everyone I work with says that they want more clarity. And I shared this story on Instagram last week and I'll share it with you too. So back in my early 20s, may have even been late teens, I may have been 19, I was 19 or 20. And this was at a time I was at university and I was constantly swinging a massive pendulum between going out, uh, big nights out, lots of drinking, uh, you know, not getting enough sleep, overdoing it, and then also trying to 
do yoga and to meditate and have a bit of a spiritual practice as well. And I mean, I did that pendulum swing for a really long time, but this was, it was absolutely at its peak. So I was sitting in a Buddhist temple in my old neighborhood on a Friday night in the late 90s, very early noughties. It was in Nolamara for all of those Perth folks out there who are listening. And this temple that I was at, it welcomed anyone, Buddhist or not, to come and meditate and listen. And I didn't go all the time because often on a Friday night I was out. Um, But I would go every now and then I would go and I would meditate and then I would listen to the Dharma talk afterwards. And on this particular evening, the monk said something, he shared an analogy which has stuck with me for over 20 years. I can't remember any of the other Dharma talks, but I remember this one like it was yesterday. And he described how difficult it is to see the path in front of you when it is full of leaves. The point is not to look for the path. The point first is to clear away the leaves. So clear away the distractions, clear away the expectations, clear away old beliefs, old stories, mental chatter. So he was really talking about meditation being the way that you can clear the leaves. And there are many ways that you can clear the leaves, but the leaves have to be cleared before the path can be seen. And so when it comes to your careers or actually anything in your life, you can't get clarity by rushing, by forcing or thinking yourself out of confusion. You need to strip things away and take it one step at a time. And that is why focusing on what the new job is or what the specific career change should be is not the answer. Clearing away the leaves is and editing or this edit is part of your leaves clearing process. So once you've got your data to hand from your audit, your qualitative data, your quantitative data, you've really reflected on what's bugging you, where you're at, and really what the facts are, what's happening in black and white. Start to identify where the issues are, where the gaps are, and then start to edit. And I'm not talking sweeping wholesale change here, right? This is incremental, experimental change. So what do you need more of? And what do you need to get rid of? Start to edit it down. Edit things out that are no longer serving you and identify where there are things that need to be written in, the bits that are missing. So I'm going to invite you to use a tool that I share with my clients called the Sacred Circle. And if you've listened to a lot of my work, you've probably heard me talk about it before. I've talked about it in earlier episodes. I walked through the exercise in a video on my website. It's really simple and I'm going to give you a really high level explanation here. And I will link to the video where I walk through it in a little bit more detail as well. If you like what I share now and you want to hear more, then you can go and watch that one too and see me talk through it. So basically what you do with the sacred circle is you just do a bit of a brain dump. You get down on a piece of paper or on post-it notes or however you like to work, all of the things that you absolutely need in your career. And that might be for some of you, you know, I know offices are opening back up, certainly in London, people are starting to go back into the city. You know, for you, it might be actually, I really need flexibility. I need to hold on to flexibility. So just write down all of the things that you absolutely must have in your career. And then all of the things that you absolutely must not have in your career. And just brain dump it down, just get it all down. And then once you've done the brain dump without editing yourself, you just get it all down on paper. That's when you start to get rid of anything that isn't do or die, anything that isn't totally, you know, 
deal breaker or deal maker, anything neutral. And you want to keep on removing stuff until you, you're left with two or three or three or four. I mean, it's arbitrary number, but a very small number of absolute must haves and absolute must not haves when it comes to your career. And that is the edit. So getting very clear on the things that need to go and the things that need to be either protected or written in because they're missing. Okay, step three, the rewrite. I mean, in my program, in my full program, step four is the rewrite because we go into so much more detail. We look at change and habit forming, clearing, limiting beliefs, personal brand, all of that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to give you a brief and usable approach that you can apply right now or this week to really give yourself a bit of a clear out for this season. So you've audited, you've edited, and now you're going to rewrite. So at this point, get clear on the big theme and the main characters in your new story. So what do you want the big themes of your career to be right now? Is there a particular project or mission or area of focus? And who are the main characters? What people do you want to be around working alongside, mentored by or serving if you have clients that you serve? Who are the people that are going to make your work feel better and be better and move them to center stage? And I like to have one or two big goals and I'll have a theme for a particular period in my business. So something that I'm really focusing my business on. And I had the same with my career too. I had a big area of focus for the year or the phase that I was in in my career because there's no point trying to achieve a million things. You will burn out. So you've seen where your time is going and you've thought about what should stay and what should go and what you want more of and what you want less of. And then start to think about it thematically in big, broad brushstrokes. What is the theme? So when you think about what you really need from your job right now, the job that you're in, or if you're really certain that you don't want to be in this job for much longer, the job that you're moving towards, what do you want to move towards? It may be balance. You may have a big overarching theme around balance. So for you, it might be, well, my theme is balance. And for me, that looks like eliminating anything that upends my time. It means dialing down on my full throttle, ambition at all costs mindset. I really want to just strip things out, simplify and get a sense of balance. Or it may be grow. So your theme might be grow. And for you, that means I want to center my efforts around growing my career. I want to get training in this particular thing that I've been putting off. And I want to expand my network in that area too. It may be a topic. It may be an area. It may be a word. But the point is experimenting with broad brushstrokes and the nitty gritty. So you've got the nitty gritty in your audit and your edit. And then you're bringing it together in the rewrite with the broad brushstrokes as well. So those two elements work really well together. They allow you to zoom out and zoom in on your current or your future career story. What are the bits that you need and what is the big story that you're telling? Step four is promote. You've audited the hell out of your job. You've edited out all the things that you need to delete and you've started crafting the things that you want to go in. You've stepped back. You've caught your breath. You're starting your rewrite. You've got your big theme, your big vision, the main plot, the characters. And now you need to talk about it. You need to promote it. You need to tell your boss, tell your colleagues, tell your clients, tell people what you're here for, tell people what you're about, tell people what you're up for. You really need to ask for what you want. And make plans to get rid of what you don't want. 
Now, I know for many of you, two blocks may come up here. The first one being promoting myself as ick. That feels really show-offy and I'm not keen on that. And I would say to you, if that's you, if you're in that camp, you can promote yourself in ways that are authentic to you. You don't have to grab microphones off people. You don't have to interrupt conversations. You don't have to beat your chest and get out your jazz hands. Promoting yourself is as simple as asking questions that demonstrate your curiosity or interest in a particular area. It's about seeing ways that a problem someone has could be solved by something that you really want to do. You know, like, hey, I can see that you're that you've got this, you know, challenge. I actually have a thing that can help you get A, B or C. I mean, I'm being quite crude here, but if there's ways that you can help people solve their problems by doing something that you want to do, I mean, that's getting into your career sweet spot right there. It can be simply telling your line manager or your mentor, I'm interested in this. Here are some ideas that I've had. I'd really love your thoughts on that. Or even more boldly, I'd like to make this happen. Can we start working towards that? Or can I focus some of my workload on that? So make it easy for people to help you get what you want most. And the other block that may came up is I can't promote it if I don't know what it is yet. Okay, that sounds fair enough. But the thing is, you don't have to know exactly what you want to ask for help to get towards what you want. That sounds like a bit of a brain curler, but let me let me let me explain what I mean. So if you've got a very clear idea about what you want, a very specific, clear idea about what you want, and you ask for help getting it, moving towards it, you're in a good place. That's great. But actually, if you've just got your broad brushstrokes or a couple of loose ideas or a general you know, direction of travel, but you certainly don't know exactly what you want specifically, there are still things that you have got there to promote. So I'm curious about X topic Do you know anyone working in that space that I could talk to? Or I would really like to hand over this project. Can we have a conversation about me transitioning off it and a discussion about what other opportunities might be coming up? So promoting might also promoting, you know, what you want might also be about promoting what you want to get rid of, right? Making room in your portfolio to allow other opportunities in. So even though this might seem a lot more nebulous and more loose because it is, it's actually an opportunity for exploration and discovery and seeing what's out there and what might tickle your fancy or what may not. But it's showing or signaling to people that you're looking for new ideas in new different directions or new different topics. Actually, it's an opportunity for exploration, discovery, seeing what's out there, what may tickle your fancy and what may not. I'm very pro my clients not getting too hung up on the outcome for this very reason. So seeing what can unfold as you explore and go on the adventure. So you've audited, you've edited, you've rewritten. You've got a plan for how you're going to audit, how you're going to edit, how you're going to rewrite. But what does this all mean? So once you've started to make those changes and those tweaks, that can help you to have a new romance with your current job or to figure out what you want from your next one. So move through these steps and I guarantee if there is still fire in that current job of yours, you will rekindle it. I cannot stress enough how important it is to approach your careers with an inside out approach. So to really underline this point, and as a bit of an epilogue to the main content in this episode, I wanna talk about why I think careers are like gardens. And this will be a really nice visual for you to take forward as you move into this new season with your career. 
So you've heard about relationships and marriages being like gardens, right? Well, careers are too. We give so much of ourselves to them and they should be tended to, nurtured, looked after. They should have your care and attention. So let me explain. I had a job that I loved for over five years. I was in the same team for five and a half years and I threw myself into it. I did really long hours, grueling hours at times. I spent a lot of time outside my comfort zone and actually I am someone who really enjoys being out my com- outside my comfort zone. That's something that um, is kind of an important part of what makes me happy in a career. I adored the people that I worked with. I had a boss who believed me and often pushed me outside my comfort zone even further and I really flourished in that environment. And then one day, I just didn't love it anymore because I had learned what I needed to learn and I had grown as much as I wanted to grow in that team. And growth and learning are two of my values and they just weren't being met anymore. I am a moving, growing, changing being and you are a moving, growing, changing being. And in order to keep you fulfilled and alive and aligned in your career, your career also needs to be a moving, growing, changing thing too. So that doesn't mean you always have to be moving up the ladder or growing your team on your income, changing your titles to ever more senior and fancy sounding titles. It just means ensuring that your career shifts as you do. So the thing with gardens as with careers is we rarely need to rip the whole thing out at root and raise it to the ground and start again. Sometimes that is necessary and it can be extraordinarily liberating and scary exciting. My friend Beth talks about things being scary exciting and I love that term. It's like you're terrified but you're excited so it's good good scary. And that's exactly what I did last year when I quit the comforts of my corporate job to launch my own business and work for myself. But what is really, really important, what is more important than raising things to the ground and ripping things out at root is the little ongoing tweaks the tending to your garden, tending to your career. It's about tiny and frequent adjustments throughout the year. And perhaps with some heavier lifting at key times, like, you know, doing the stuff that I've talked about in this episode, that's a bit of heavier lifting, right? What you might do at the start of a new year or the start of a new season or on your summer holiday, take time to take stock and review, set some new themes, write some new plots, identify some new characters, etc. Always, always pay attention to any weeds growing in your career, any projects or people who are taking up your energy, your space, your breathing room, pull them out and notice any bare patches and decide what you'd like to plant there and then plant it and tell your boss or your team if appropriate so they can help you with the planting. Pay attention to the flowers that need deadheading and remove the old ones so some new growth can push through. Do some of your projects need a rethink or do they need some new life breathed into them? Is anything dying from lack of water or sun? Make sure you're giving enough energy and warmth to the priorities that are important to you. Gardens require attention. Pruning, tweaking, planting, weeding, watering. Careers require attention too. Editing, auditing, investing, adjusting, rewriting. So roll your sleeves up. Get your hands dirty and dive in. See what career story you can write exactly where you are right now in this season. And you may just find you fall madly in love with the job you already have.
So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you did, why not share it with a mate or give it five stars on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can or both. And don't forget that the next Rewrite Your Career Story coaching groups start Monday, the 13th of September. 2021 enrollment is currently open but closing this friday the 17th of september so if you could do with six weeks of group coaching one-to-one coaching with me self-led learning community and content all designed to move you from career confused to career clarity come and join me the link is in the show notes okay rewriters i'm really going to go now i hope you enjoyed that and i will see you next month bye The Rewriters is produced, written and presented by Monique Shaw, original artwork by Kiana Perry and original music by DJ Cinnamon.